0: Do you have minis? Small ones? Big ones? Bird ones? Hard to paint feathers? Don't know how to deal with leather? You know what? Contact Courtney at Figuratively Speaking Minis. She'll give you free advice, tips, on how to get it to look just right. This week in the Armchair Sydney Files, Jeff and Doug reluctantly agree that the flashback at the start of Episode 2 of The Last of Us was actually really good. From there, they go on to explore what happens, and I don't want to say too much, but... well... Pull up a table, grab a coffee or tea, and listen in on your favorite cafe experts on The Last of Us. We are recording. Welcome And to the we're arm- back. And we're back. Uh, welcome to the Armchair City Files. I'm Doug. He's Jeff. Episode 2, The Last of Us. Oh, I'm not going to make it through the series. It is, I don't do scary well, and holy cow. Oh, Whoa. man uh so first of all i'll leap in with our favorite thing to not talk about which we hate a lot both of us is flashbacks flashbacks and they do a flashback right off the top they they kick it off with a flashback what'd you think of a flashback i loved it
1: so did i like They're doing flashbacks really well
0: it's it's you know um so i didn't play the game of course i think that's important for everybody who may or may not be listening um and for you to know, Jeff, that I haven't played the game, so uh, the stuff I've been reading about it makes references to the game, and that I'm just—I don't sure, whatever, right. don't really care. So, yeah. um, in uh, uh, in the in the last uh, the the flashback w- was really good, and she was totally convincing as the uh, uh, you know specialist in mycology, you yep. know, bomb. Yep. Oh. and i loved that it was not in english that you had to read the subtitles yeah i i i don't uh, know
1: what that does to your brain but it does something to and it it, it was an added effect for sure
0: yeah it would be something to check on because it does it does do something it is an added effect so um and uh and and she's so certain like in this day and age oh we wouldn't believe just one expert we'd get our own expert it would be fine and in in the alternate timeline, 2003, yep. she just says, I'd like to go home to be with my family
1: because she knows yeah. it's oh, just. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, she's convincing as the expert. And one of the things I think they did well with that was when they ask her. Well, first of all, they ask her to look at the specimen and the one scientist is going to jump in. And then the police officer is like, no, no, let her make her own conclusion. Which I thought was a nice little touch because... It's he's like, not yeah, a I'd
0: police be. officer. He's clearly military and he's clearly yeah, like... A, yeah, yeah, Yeah,
1: And then so she goes to take a look and she's looking at it. And she questions, why did you prepare the slide this way? And the response is, because that's standard protocol for preparing a slide from a human body. And then that, like, just the way it was phrased, the way it was delivered, it you're like... Like, you as the audience, you know, because like it's a flashback right so you know where it's going but to see them play that out that way i thought was awesome and then she goes and she she does the dissection and yeah her fear her fear and her hesitation was really well acted
0: it's so slow but it's not like a director telling the person to slow down she in that moment she is she is that Uh, specialist going to cut afraid of what she's about to find and and somehow in inside all of that hazmat material i just got the feeling that she knew what she was going to find like she
1: and that to me was such a great example of the show again not assuming their audience is dumb right they give the audience some credit because we know from the first episode in that flashback in what was it, like 1986, there was this guy talking about this theory. If fungus is able to survive this temperature in the human body, then we're kind of all screwed. Her being a professor of mycology, like you said, probably had somewhere in her brain this theory, right? She may have read about it. She would know about this theory. And then so you see her going through those mental kind of progressions as the scene plays out and like that slow, not it's it's not calm, but it's 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 not frantic, right? It's she's she's thinking back to this theory that this guy had and is like realizing, oh, we're screwed. This guy's theory was correct. And this is it. We don't have a chance.
0: And she has that. It's almost a throwaway line um, when she says, where was the where was the patient found? At a flower factory. Oh, that's a perfect substrate. Yeah. Great. Not only, yeah. not only have yeah. they bridged the human thing, but they found a perfect substrate. How many people are missing? Fourteen.
1: And, and that's where my like jaw dropped because, which is so funny because, like I said, as the audience, you know where it's going, you know how bad it gets, but when you hear fourteen, you're like, oh, they're done. There's they're, no way you're gonna round up fourteen, 14. people. Yeah, yeah. Especially so, at the speed at which they get infected and
0: and we're all more uh, cognizant dirt. we're all more cognizant of that now uh with covid like we right. know what the r not value is you know and all that kind of thing you're going oh we're we're fucked yeah <laughs> that that, yeah. that that is that is it you know yeah. and it does, uh,
1: it does something that scene um so after the last podcast we were talking about the official last of us podcast yeah. that hbo is putting out which I went and I listened to that first episode and it's awesome. Yeah. It's so good. You get to, like the inside track on the creator and the writer, mm-hmm. uh, Craig and Neil Druckmann. Craig Neil... Mavin Mazin.
0: Yeah. So Neil directed this one and, and Mazin, the guy who did wrote Chernobyl, were the two for this episode.
1: Right. And so in episode one, they're talking about how that flashback
0: sets the tone
1: for the episode. It creates a sense of tension right out the gate because you as the audience heard this thing. So when they go to do menial stuff, like taking, when Joel takes his daughter to school, you as the audience, you feel tension because you're like, this isn't just a menial thing. This is terrifying because we know what's going on. And then when she's at the watch shop and she's getting the watch fixed and you see the police go by in the background, it's not just police chasing a robber. You know what's happening. So that scene becomes so tense. And we had talked about how tense the whole episode was. And when they said that, I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. They did such a good job with that. And I felt like this flashback, again, does the same sort of thing, right? It, it creates a sense of tension for the whole episode.
0: So for me, in light of that, I was thinking, well, it's, you know, we're lost. We've, we've lost and um, I mean, that's what we get in this. Uh, this is your spoiler warning. We'll be talking about more spoilers now in this episode. You know, as the episode progresses, we lose Tess, which is, are they going to kill a main character off like every freaking episode? Like, how long does Joel last? Does Joel make it to the end of season one? So
1: as I was watching it, I was thinking, I'm like, I wonder how they're going to kill her. I was really curious how long she was going to stick around and when she was going to die.
0: Because in the game, apparently she dies, but it was done slightly different here. I don't want to talk about the game because I'm not a, 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 you know, all that. The other thing that we get in this episode that sort of ties to the flashback is um, the scientist is the brains of the operation in the flashback. And then there's a military guy who has to do the dirty work. Right. Which sort of parallels uh, Tess's and Joel's relationship. She is the brain. He is the brawn, yeah, but totally. There, like, I wrote down some quotes from it. Um, you know, Tess is talking to uh, Ellie, and she goes, "Joel and I aren't good people."
1: Yeah,
0: and that sort of made me think more about it. Joel really isn't a good guy. He's no. not a. He's not. A, he and he's not. And he is a bad guy. He's not even a bad guy in a good way. He is just a bad man who's done bad things and to serve sur- yeah but he puts him... like i mean he sacrifices a lot of people and not in a not in a good way no but i would argue he's
1: not he's not malicious like he's not out to hurt people just to hurt them he's he's trying to survive in this situation this he, apocalypse
0: he could have let the guard
1: live he totally could have let the guard live yep that's fair right he could or could've... could he have cuz well I don't know. I don't know how that would play out. It could go one of two ways, right? He lets them live. He goes and reports they they've they've left that just short. No, he said he's not time.
0: he says he's not going to report them. They destroy the testing device. They take it with them and throw it into a pit or something. They destroy the testing device. The guard gets to live. There's no record one way or the other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um he, you know, and I can understand I have some sympathy for him losing it uh on the guard when he pounds his face into like mashed potatoes. Um, oh, um, per se. I mean, if you compare if you compare this to something that's also being released right now, sort of in a similar being released now, is is Picard, and when there's a fight scene there, right? It's okay. you know, it's it's Star Trek. <laughs> it's justified. The it's there's really not that much blood, even though you're getting chewed up. And anyway, that's a, a different yeah. story for perhaps a different day. But Joel has yeah. also given up. Like, throughout this whole episode, it's reinforced that Joel has given up. Yeah, I've heard the story before about, um, you know, oh, there's a vaccine or there's a cure. I, I like I like the idea they're still using the cure, the concept of the cure 20 years later, right? Yeah, they're, they're, there's they're,
1: still hope. There's a sense of hope like it, for not a, with, few, a few people, right? Yeah. Not for Joel.
0: Not for Joel. He's given up on hope. And yeah. um, I think that's... One of the main points of this episode is that Joel has Joel has given up. Um, yeah, totally.
1: And like to see, yeah, the way he says that right is like he's he's been through it all from the beginning till now. He's seen the worst of the virus or the fungus. He's seen the worst of Fedra. He's seen the worst of people who's who are just out there surviving. Right, saying having that sentiment pushes that. Uh, characteristic of his to the forefront he's hopeless he's like i've heard it all before it's it's just we're living in a hell this all sucks forever that's his mentality
0: yeah and it's like you know what's the next thing that i have to do and you know in the first episode they talk we talked about how tess has to say i need you here take a breath i need you here you can't kill him yeah and so obviously tess and joel have killed people Oh yeah, the, and she their, says as much. And they're staying together. And they're obviously not on the not on the good side of the QZ. They're the they're the people that, you know, have all the ways to get to the head of the line for everything. They're the ones that have yeah. cheated the system yeah. and and done it. So, <sighs> yeah.
1: It's oh man, it's and that's so well done in terms of where the story goes. And yeah. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but like to to set their character well. I mean, Tess is dead now, but to set Joel's character up like that is is great. It's perfect. for
0: the, so, rest of the story. I was gonna say something sort of struck me as not good in this episode. Like, why okay. would you? Why would you not burn out and gut a mall in the in the quarantine zone? Why would you just board it up, knowing full well that that would be a way that infected could hide and escape from everything why wouldn't you over the 20 years have demolished the whole thing so that didn't because we find out we find out that ellie was in the mall in the qz and that's where she got infected and it's almost like oh how how convenient you know i i don't know that like if i'm running that qz that and it's a and it could be a possible hellhole i'm i'm either burning it out or i'm demolishing it yeah. I'm not gonna leave anything there and it's like in the midst of them they have this so i I don't know yeah. um uh, uh, yeah the other thing that came through with Ellie in the same sort of um just trying to think, there's something else about this that I didn't oh the other the other sort of negative thing for me and um, is a technical thing I found um some of the audio wasn't good. When they okay. were outside, there wasn't enough ambience or something. It was too much like a close mic or an you know an automatic dialogue replacement in an ADR thing or that. It didn't, it didn't, um, it it took me it took me out of being immersed in the show, um, you know per se. Yeah. On the other part, there I mean, but it sucked. Me, I mean, other times it sucked me right in. Uh, right. That uh, I I really liked, however, they choreographed when the sun went over the infected and they all just rippled
1: oh yeah that was awesome and then ellie's response to that saying that they're all connected like
0: yeah giving us
1: yeah and then okay to go on that note so she says they're all connected she picks up on that and then i think it was joel who said yeah and if you step on a spore over here it's all underground, or it might have been tests. It's all underground. So they'll they'll know that you stepped on that you know, way over there, and they'll come running. And suddenly, you'll have 12 on you. And that's like, when you hear that, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then later, they show you that happening. Yeah. And my, again, my jaw dropped. I was like, oh, no, they're done. And the way they showed it with the little fibers coming up around his fingers, and then cutting yeah. to the other hand, where the little fibers come up yeah. around the guy's fingers, and then they all stand up and start running yeah awesome
0: but that's another for me that's another example of this tight close-up if you yes. remember from our first discussion they used this tight close-up thing and i thought it was appropriate here and it worked uh it, it worked um uh really well the fight scene in the museum okay oh well, this so, scene is
1: so good why and, okay why great question so bringing it back to before oh, before they even get to me the- yeah um Yeah, okay, so they're walking down the street, right? And they're like, we got the short way or the long way. And they then say it's either the long way or the dead way. The short way, you're going to die. And it's like, all right, we'll take the long way. They get there, what happens? The path is blocked. And it's like, you're playing a video game here. This is a classic video game. You want to go one way, the path is blocked. You can't go that way, got to go the other way. Hey, you're forced to go this way. So then they get to the museum. And the first thing is, like, it's covered in all this growth. And that growth to me looked great. It was so cool to look at. The detail was awesome. And it it was everywhere and it was kind of sprawling. And then when they walk in the door again, you see it
0: everywhere. I thought it looked really cool. So one of the comments, I'm hoping, like, once I once the season one is over, I think it's when we should have um, uh, two of my friends on to talk about it, who, who know the game intimately, have played it... You know, all the way through eight or ten times, looking hugely forward to the multiplayer that they did confirm is coming out this year. It's not Last of Us 3 like I thought. It is the multiplayer coming out this year. And okay. and Druckmann has said point blank, like the, from Naughty Dog, saying we are not going to do a Last of Us Part 3 unless we have a really good and compelling story. And we don't have Love that it. right now. And Love we don't it. have that right now, right? Yeah. So seven years, by the way, seven years between The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part Two.
1: Yeah, um, which is actually I don't know, is that on par for sequels and games to play? Get, who knows? Yeah. So, yeah, the other thing talking about the museum and yeah. then walking in there, I'm pretty sure that's right out of the game, like having to walk through that museum. I bet there's a comparison video somewhere on YouTube where they show shot for shot from the game because it was super familiar to me, and there were things in there that I was like, "Yeah, I think I think this is from the game."
0: But the other thing that they did really well. Sorry, you go ahead. I was just going to say, everybody's been who played the game has been waiting for the clickers to come out, and yeah. they go, "Have you seen the clickers yet?" And I go, "What? What the hell's a clicker? I know what a clicker is now." <laughs> yeah, I'm not happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's so good. So
1: they're walking through the museum and. They walk up the stairs and things are creaking and they're trying to be quiet. And then they get through the one doorway and behind them, there's a crash and they can't go backwards. And I'm like, classic video
0: game. Like, all you need is you better like, have saved. Oh, wait, I hope you saved. <laughs> but there is no save in this. No, it's this like this is the game well on
1: an ammo box and a health pack over there. so You know, there's going to be enemies coming out. Yeah. And so they're walking in there. And the way that they shot that was so close to how the game is played, especially that first encounter. Like you have zero ammo, you have no help, you cannot run past these guys. You have to sneak, you have to be super careful, you have to be silent and it plays out almost identically. And the way that Joel had to reload, that scene, I loved it so much. So he runs out of ammo in his gun he's got a revolver. So he's got to put the the flashlight under his chin and then he takes the bullets out and he doesn't want to drop the casings because it'll make noise. He's got to put them in his pocket and this is all taking so long and the camera pans to just him on this wall and that's all you can see and he's fully... And that's exactly how the game goes at that point. It takes so long to reload. Your heart is pounding and you're so terrified of these clickers. And then the audio in that part was also really good because it kind of goes silent and then the clicking is like really close. And you're like, you, from the audio perspective, you know that clicker's right there. And he turns and he's right there and he gets in a little bit of a scuff. But they did such a good job of making
0: a video representation of the game. Yes. I haven't played the game, but I can imagine all of that in a video game.
1: Yeah, it was so well
0: done. So this is the second thing that makes me go joel was in the military and he seems to be a bad shot yeah or am i just expecting everybody to be dead with did you have to get him in the head to kill him or no
1: and that's something else that's really good too i mean well for starters he's not john wick right but
0: yeah is anybody
1: (laughs) no okay the in the game like they're not one shot kills even headshots don't kill them oh in one hit so it's like it again it was really well done i mean in terms of missing the the aiming in the game isn't like you're not playing valorant it's not it's not like you've got pinpoint accuracy yeah um so that was actually quite true to the game i mean an argument could be made that it's like yeah this guy was in the in the military you should be able to hit but i i would I'd make the counter-argument that, I mean, he's terrified, he's fighting
0: clickers, they're scrambling, and they're yeah. trying to represent the game. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe I'm too picky. Maybe I'm looking yeah. for th- looking for things to to be wrong with it, because I'm beginning to think, I'm beginning to think that now that we've talked about Andor, and the adult themes in Andor, and now obviously the adult themes contained within The Last of Us, maybe we can't make good episodic... Television that doesn't have adult themes in it anymore. Oh,
1: that's an interesting question. Or maybe we're just old.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. So the clips have changed, and the the choreography—like when the clicker moves here, while the camera is set here, while they're right here together, then it's around here, then it's this, then it's then it's that, you know—and you loop around and the whole thing and going. Holy cow. Whoever did continuity. Like, I think there's a couple of mistakes in there. I'm not 100% sure. Seems to me there's one place where I got turned around watching the cuts. But, cool. Um, I don't remember. Do we see Tess getting bitten? No, I don't think we do. Uh, Okay. Would you have liked to see her get bit? Well, it just seems... like I mean... I was just getting to dig her as a character, and hoping it to be more about her and Joel's relationship and how that came to be. And no, she's blown up, yep. and she, she dies with a mushroom kiss.
1: Ugh. Okay, yeah, that
0: I did not okay. watch it. I saw what was, go- and I was like full. Hey, so
1: this one I have, I have initial thoughts, and then I have some later thoughts. My initial thoughts were that was really weird. Did we really need to do that? Was there not another way that this could have been done? Like, did it have to get that weird? Like, I don't know. It just seemed. It's
0: a really good point.
1: A bizarre choice. Like, but then again, my my later thoughts are, but maybe it was done on purpose. Maybe it was supposed to be that weird. And it was supposed to make you feel
0: that gross. Or but like, may- I just don't know what the yeah.
1: like, narrative purpose would be.
0: Well, it's a gross way to die, and that certainly conveys it. Totally. Right? Like, she's obviously going to be converted instantly and not through the regular hour, hours, hours thing, right? right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the other... So we, we sort of jumped around uh, chronologically what happened in the episode. The other line that um, I really liked um, that sort of reoccurred a couple of times is... Uh, well, the scene where... Ellie wakes up, and they're both just staring at her, eyes wide open. Yeah. Totally alert. They're just waiting for her to turn.
1: Yeah. They're like, we didn't sleep because if we slept, we'd be
0: But they've obviously done this before. Right. Like, they're not... It's not like someone that's been forced to stay up all night in case somebody turns. They, they've they done this before, and they, they're focused the whole time, and then she wakes up, and she's fine, and they're there, and, you know, and... I have to go relieve myself. Can I go have to take a piss? Can I go do that? No. And then they do the rest of things. Then she go, go, you go back there. Is there anything bad back there? Just you. (laughs) And that's the real, you know, they use that line a couple of times throughout the whole thing. And then she goes back to I'll throw a fucking sandwich at them. Or there's another line that she has that I thought was quite good.
1: Yeah. She keeps asking for a gun. Like, yeah. I think it's two or three times throughout the episode, and that's right out of the game as well.
0: Just yeah. constantly
1: asking for a gun.
0: Yeah. I wonder if there's a bonus if you give her a gun earlier in the game. Maybe she just kills you.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Right? Game and credits.
0: Yeah. Um. There was a lot of shaky cam at the beginning part of this episode that I did not like because we were on tighter close-ups when they were doing it. And yeah. I, I'll try not to keep referencing it, but, boy, I didn't like it.
1: Yeah, I'm not a fan either. I did... I did think that some of the wide shots of the city were impressive, especially yes. since we know it was filmed in a real city
0: that doesn't look like that. Yeah. So those were those were cool. I kept recognizing places. Oh yeah? Oh. Like the final scene of the episode where it explodes and they're yep. standing and the behind I've stood exactly where they were. Oh no way. Yeah. I can take That's you cool. there. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so that was uh uh Good. Uh, the only
1: other negative thing that I had was, um, and this I don't know if it's nitpicky or not, but I would have liked to see Ellie be more scared coming out of
0: that first encounter in the museum. So this is a really good point you've brought up. So Ellie, once again, her face is almost never dirty. Oh, it's it's almost it's almost always white, round, and clean. She doesn't get s- super scared like she just she knows to get silent cuz she's been conditioned that way yeah. um and that but she doesn't get scared and then when she does get emotional she's emotional about tests yes losing tests she's not emotional about almost being consumed by the infected or right. anything else she's she's it's almost like she's more worried about the humans doing negative things to her than uh the infected and well
1: i think she's got a bit of like okay so she's like this cocky 14 year old kid great you've established that that's fine it would have been nice to see some fear after that first encounter because before that when they're walking on the bridge they've established that she doesn't know what a clicker looks like she doesn't know the the QZ at all right so for her to come that close into contact with them it would have been nice to see some vulnerability there and to show her being scared of of the situation now like i said she's got this cockiness to her and that's kind of her character and she may have some built-in um extra cockiness because she's immune so it's like well these
0: things can't hurt me but as tess said you're not immune to being ripped apart so, which was which was really good she oh, knelt yeah. down got down and, like, and you're not a room yeah so
1: yeah so for her to come out of that experience and just kind of yeah just brush it off like nothing happened was like ah, i need a little bit more there but then again like you said they they showed her have a real big emotional response to losing tests which is great because it establishes a little bit of vulnerability there
0: yeah um the other things that i want to know is i want to know what burned out means because several couple of times now they said oh this one's burnt out that one's burnt out so it's it's not that they've been torched they've br- nope. been burned out from life i i get that but how does how does that occur so what's the lifespan of these things why can't they keep living if they're all interconnected why do they get burnt out kind of thing yeah. uh, i don't know what that's about and there's a distinct
1: they, they don't really explain it but they do mention like joel mentions that some of them burn out within a month or two and some of them have been walking around for like 20
0: years. So yeah, that's yeah, sort of weird to me and there's a distinct lack of flamethrowers and molotov cocktails.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely like, needs more of those. Well, like if I'm in the QZ, I'm going to be growing potatoes or or grain or something, you know, to make sour mash or grain alcohol to be used as flamethrowers on these things. Am I
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like you yeah. drop it you drop the stuff from the top of the wall when they charge and they all get torched. So Yeah. I I mean maybe there's a reason. But yeah. just I'm and they also
1: didn't they didn't loot that um area they were in there. Like a bunch of grenades dropped on the ground. It's like I'm I'm taking some of those. Like there's a bunch of fuel, right? Yeah. Dumping the barrels, and there's a bunch of fuel, and they knocked over some grenades. And yeah, if that's
0: me. I'm taking some grenades with. Well, and guns and ammo, and yeah, it looked like, like there was radio. Like, I mean, we, we have. Uh, like, aren't you stuffing those things into your pockets as you're finding them? I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Loot the body. Uh, you know, you're searching the place. I'll take this. I'll take this. Oh, new, yeah. you know, MREs. I'll take them. I'll do this. You know. Okay. So they didn't do it. They blew the thing up. They've obviously the other thing I really liked is they've obviously been out there several times. Yeah. Cuz there's the plank across, you know, they know that there's different routes to go. Yeah. They They're know, ob- they knew the routes, yeah. Yeah, and um the other thing that that um I didn't really mention from the first episode but is even clearer now is um they knew the fireflies. Yep. and had gone out there. So there were other people going back and forth and they both, you know, it's like uh, even though they're not they're not working together, they are working together in, you know, I'm going to leave the plank up for you just so that your people can get across to go wherever. You know, you have to leave it up for me, right? Because I am sure that, you know, Joel wouldn't put up with any of that. Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of handshake agreement. Yeah, unspoken or something. Yeah. I, I would also note that ducks do not appear to get infected. Yeah, I noticed that
1: too. And it made me think. As soon as the children, they're like, hmm, I wonder if animals get infected.
0: Well, I think, didn't we see animals getting infected, or is it just humans? I think it's just humans that we've seen so far. Okay. Uh, um, and, uh, yeah, you got... Uh, those are the points I wanted to touch on for this this episode.
1: There was, there was You were talking about some quotes. One of the quotes that stood out to me was right before... Test dies she looks at Joel and says save who you can save
0: oh
1: and yeah and that to me I don't know if she said remember save who you can or if it was just "save," but it it came across as this isn't the first time she said that this. this isn't the first time that they've had this conversation about you, yeah you save who you can save and that's it like or there's...
0: someone someone said it to them before yeah to the and two of like, them
1: it sucks it's terrible I'm going to die, get over it because you save who you can save and you that's the yeah. only way you can survive.
0: And for a while there, when the lighter didn't go off and the lighter didn't go off and the lighter didn't go, and the lighter didn't go off and everything I'm going, oh no, they're going to be able to infect her and through her somehow they'll be able to track Joel better oh. somehow, right? Like I don't know if that's a mechanism within this, you know, massive Hive mind creature thing or not, but yeah, and, and now be, they're I off mean, to go they've ahead. Got
1: some, they've got some leeway there because I don't know how much that's explored in the game in terms of technicality of the infection, right? I, I think they've they've diverted a little bit, Um but it's it's like close
0: enough. Did you so, listen to the to the episode two podcast? No, I haven't not yet. Maybe I should. I think I might start listening to it. After I've watched the episode, like I'll make my show notes and do it after and then maybe listen to it afterwards. I don't know. There's just so much there's there's so much stuff going on in the in the universes right now. It's that it's it's crazy. So I'm on to episode three. You said you started it. I just yeah, I just started a little bit of it. Okay. I kind of like I tend to watch shows so that when it gets to the end, then I watch the next little bit of the next episode. That's just tease yourself. Well, it tends to get the. I find it tends to get all of the extra tension out of my body. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because then we're because they have to go like you know this kind of thing. So. Um, that's what's that's what's going on. Um, in case any of you are listening who are wondering if we've forgotten about James uh, James Gunn, no, no, we haven't. In fact, we no. could probably do an episode every week on him confirming and denying things in the Twitterverse.
1: Yeah,
0: I am so loving this. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yes, no, this that. So are we going to see Wonder Woman? Uh, you know, is it going to be a long time before we see Wonder Woman? No. What? That wasn't in the announcement! Anyway, um, I'd like to wrap up, Jeffrey, if you've got anything else you want to go through. That's it. This has been episode... Oh. Episode... It depends when it gets released.
1: I guess so, yeah.
0: Right? Because... We've got two other episodes in the in the can right now. Uh, right now, we're we're in late February of 23. Hopefully, you don't have a mushroom face. Uh, you've been listening to the Armchair Cine Files. <laughs> uh, we've been broadcasting live from the city of Champions. <laughs> Until <laughs> next time, peace. Good talk. We'll see you out there.